FCS football podcast Ready, with Joe DeLeon. Well, welcome back to the Believe in FCS football podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network, bringing you insight on Division One AA football from the voices of two former FCS football players at the University of Rhode Island. I am Joe DeLeon, joined as always by my good friend, former roommate, former teammate, Sean Anderson. Sean, how are you doing today? I feel very disrespected uh, by you. Why? Because we started Obviously, 20 minutes late? No, 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 no. It's uh, the respect for my time. And it, it's actually more respect for planning in the future. And we'll get to some of that uh, in a minute. But uh, Joe will sometimes send me ideas and plans where they're fun ideas, good ideas, good bits, good plans. But he does not always consider that I have two jobs. One is basically full-time, one is part-time, and majority shifts are on the weekends. When does Joe get to hang out? Weekends. And we've been running this gambit for, how long do you think, Joe? Eight months? Sure. Yeah. When's it gonna end? I don't know. I uh, okay. okay, you can't fault me for pitching ideas for things when we're on complete opposite ends of the country to possibly Who moved meet up out at there? some... I did. <laughs> I moved out here. I don't <laughs> My point is, it, I, the more times I, I pitch things, eventually they'll stick. And luckily, one of them is going to stick because now we're being held to the uh, the account of a few hundred people, and oh, we're yeah. going to end up talking about that. But yeah, we're, we're going to <laughs> we're going to end up talking like about. Get me that. out of here, man! <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. That's awful. <laughs> We're going to end up talking about that on today's show. So that, that's actually one of the things that I think is going to take up a good chunk of today's conversation as we're still in the offseason. We're getting close to training camp. We're going to talk a little bit about what it's like being a player in training camp, what it's like for FCS players, and just some of our general thoughts on on some of our remembrances of, of uh, what it was like being a, a, an FCS player. Uh, but we're also going to recap what we've lightly referenced, which is the tweet that I put out last week on Thursday, which was an effort to get fans to vote on where we should attend an FCS football game. And I'm not going to go too far into that right now. We do need to get to a read. So Sean, can you just very quickly share with our listeners uh, a few words from Bet Online? I don't like how you let in with uh, very quickly because I like to have a good quality read for the great folks at Bet Online. I like to bet. Uh, Joe, I know, is starting to get a little bit into betting. So if you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go to win money today, whether it's live bets during games or futures. I'm going to be laying down a lot of futures for this NFL season. Way, wait, a lot of bets, not high volume money. You know, it's not like I'm throwing 100 bucks down on every single futures bet. I think Atlanta's going to stink this year, so I'm going to have them taken down. I'm going to I'm taking the under on Giants wins. You know they're fighting with each other in practice, which is great, and that will be brought up in the camp segment as well. Uh, but you don't want to play some futures. You want to have a long term investment with this NFL season that's coming up. It's my favorite sport. Uh, I, I'm assuming if you're listening to this show, you like football a lot also. So visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Thank you, Joseph. Very concise of you today. I, I, told, uh, I told Alex during one of our meetings, uh, I think it was last week. Uh, when do Alex I get to come to a meeting? 
Do you want to? You want me to send you a, a Zoom link? You want to come in? Yeah. I don't, I don't think anyone. I'm, care. I'm technically a producer, not you, with the Believe Podcast Network, but you, you I should be join within. In I should meeting. have some some creative control. I should join the what meeting? The intern meeting where we talk to the interns. I'm not saying you're an intern, but you can talk to the interns. No, I'm talking to the brass. That's who I want to okay. talk to. And I'm it's not you. I'm gonna go go. I just I got some ideas. Okay. Okay. <laughs> By the way, I, I have to note one of the uh, audio engineers, uh, Carter. Uh, he told me that he sends the open for this show around to host as an example. Oh, really? So, so that should make you feel better. But my the point is I what made? I was going to say. Yeah, the one that you made, yeah. Oh, God. that's The, the levels are all wonky. That's not... No, no. <laughs> tell him I'll get him a new one. That, that, that's not... Like, I'm, cool with the, I'm cool with the open, but <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get him some, some better work to show <laughs> what we're looking for. <laughs> But but so I told Alex though I'm like yeah by the way you know how the last email said to be more concise on the on the read uh, I told him that we did two minutes of the read last time and then he told us about how uh, one time they had a, a one of their buddies on the show and they couldn't book guests during COVID mm-hmm. and that one buddy who was their roommate did like a nine minute read for what I for I don't know what it was but he spent nine minutes telling some long elaborate story I don't who is I he thought Bill that was Burr talk about Sherry's berries. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. So, Sean, I want to get into what we've referenced a couple times here on the show. So, Sean and I had been lightly discussing with one another that we wanted to meet up and go to an FCS game. Semi-lightly. We weren't entirely sure when we were going to be doing it. (laughs) We weren't sure when we were going to be doing it. We didn't know where we would go. And we were kind of going back back and forth on like, well, should we go here? And it was just very, very preliminary talks. And then I texted Sean on Thursday morning, and I said, you know what? Let's find a way for the fans to get involved. Let's see if we can get some listeners to respond. Even if it's only a few, we'll get some input from listeners. Yeah. I was anticipating, Sean, to get like 10 to 15 people to respond. Yeah, some Kennesaw action and right. Illinois State from, from Kwame. You know, uh, Colin obviously replied, but, but we were, the usual suspects is what we were expecting. Yes, and what ends up turning this ends up turning into was multiple fan bases being involved in a competition for who claims where we end up going, which was fantastic. It was it was exciting to watch just continuously different names of different schools being thrown out there into the conversation. It went uh, pretty gangbusters, as some would say. Maybe there could have been some representation from from our uh, alumnus. <laughs> <laughs> See, I tweeted that out. We, not a single you or I tweet. Most of my followers, a good chunk of my FCS followers, are members of the coaching staff, players, um, members of the communication staff, former alumni that we went to school with. Not a single response from any of them. And they could have very easily outnumbered um the the group that won i think if, oh God, if they yeah. if they put in the time if someone if one person retweeted it i had one i had one player uh donato the long snapper at uri he dm'd me and he's like shut up you're coming to uri and i'm like get some people to retweet it because i'm not going to alter the rules just because you want me to come i would love to come to a game and i'm going to try but for us to do it for this event you know we gotta we gotta live up to the rules which is Whoever had the most comments of a specific school ends up winning. Right. And I just want to provide a quick recap here, Sean, before we go into the details on what this event is essentially going to be. 
So at, at first, Idaho was completely dominating the first day. I yeah. think that they were up by like 15 votes. And I thought it that was, was like a lot landslide. at the time. Yeah, I thought that was a lot at the time. So I was already looking at flights to Moscow. I even uh, <laughs> tweeted how what's the easiest way to get to Moscow, Idaho. Of course, there were a couple smart asses, particularly the FCS Nation radio people uh, that said Stalingrad was where I needed to fly into. But it, it was it's not easy to get to the University How of Idaho. Hack. Yeah, just I know. Hack. <laughs> <laughs> and we love them. We love the FCS fans, you guys. Just hack. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not easy to get to the University of Idaho. So I was looking. I'm like, damn, this is going to be hard. We got to figure out how we can get there. I go to sleep. I wake up the next morning. And I kid you not, there are well over 50 comments from South Dakota State fans that are saying, you need to go to the marker game in Brookings, South Dakota. And the way that this tallied out at the end, it, it ended up being even bigger of a landslide than it was originally for Idaho. 38% of the votes go to South Dakota State. 20% to Idaho, 5% to Montana, uh, 4% to Sam Houston State, another 4 same amount of votes for Eastern Washington, and then lastly, the Citadel had 3.9% of the votes. Mm. So that means, as you can expect, and I'm sure the fans who participated probably could guess where we're going to end up. We are going to be heading to Brookings, South Dakota for the marker game is going to be the goal. If we can't make it for the marker game, we're going to be in Brookings for at least one of the games. Yeah. What do we wear? What do you mean? What do we wear? Uh, South Dakota state shirts, roadie shirts, jackets. We should get tuxedos. I'm not wearing a tuxedo. I'm not trying just to get, draw we'll that just, much attention to ourselves. We'll just get like a cheap tuxedo rental. We'll just wear it the whole time we're there. You, you see, like I'm trying bit. to plan out a way for listeners to identify us. Like if we were both wearing plaid, they, they could would say, identify oh. us. They wouldn't identify us wearing plaid in South Dakota. Do you know how many people are going to be wearing plaid? They're all going to be in blue and yellow. Eh. I think I think we should wear tuxedos. No. Way too much. That's hack. All right, should we should we let the fans pick what we wear? No, 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 Why no, not? no. I w- I will determine our our wardrobe for the game so we can be identifiable. I'm sure we'll be pretty easy to find. Given, uh, you want me to go through a couple <laughs> notes about what we are going to be doing here? Yes, go ahead. Okay, for the listeners in Brookings, we'll be out there. Uh, we will be doing a show, whether it's uh, at the um, wherever whatever place me and Joe get Airbnb hotel. We'll figure that out. So we will be recording one show from Brookings. That'll be, uh, I guess, fresh content in a new area. We would like to see some listeners and uh, and meet up and and hang out. Um, Could also get some recommendations. I know on the original tweet, there were plenty of uh, bars and restaurants and stuff that we uh, was recommended that we should stop by while we were in uh, Brookings. Also, me and Joe are not going as media. We do not want to go as media. We could. We could go and interview and and do whatever. We could get on the whatever. Not doing that. We will be drinking and tailgating. We will be fans of the FCS. It will not be, uh, hey, what's the analysis? It'll be, hey, how many beers have you had? It's only 9 (laughs) a.m. That's what it's going to (laughs) be. All right? So media, no. Uh, Fans, friendly, uh, yeah, we will talk, hang out, chill. I'll have a chair. I might get a space heater. I don't know what I'm, what I'm gonna get. Uh, I'll be. I know for sure. I'll be have. I'll have Joe in a fireman's carry out of that place at five at five p.m. That's what I know for sure. Will happen. We don't even know when the game 
what what time the game is. So you It'll likely assume. be at one, and you will be on my shoulder, and I will have to carry you out of there. I I don't get that bad. I will. I promise <laughs> I will not get that bad. But that's you bring up the the really good point here. Is that we're not going so like we can get media passes. It's it's very possible we've been credentialed for the national championship, but we weren't really necessarily able to um, figure out getting there just because of COVID. We will work on getting there for next season or for the future. But for this event, you know, the idea is that we want to interact with fans. It's yeah, it's different for us to sit in the, in the media box and the press box. And just watch the game and then talk to the players and coaches after the game. That's not the intent of this. Anybody who listens to this podcast knows very well that we are um, very jovial. You know, we like to have fun. We like to be friendly. The ideal, the idea here is that we want to meet up and hang out with fans in the parking lot before the game. That is the that is the inspiration behind this. That is the idea behind this. Yeah, I'd like to play bags. I would like to, uh, I don't know, throw the football 60 yards, which I can do. I'd like to do all that stuff with all the fans. Because me and Joe, it was pointed out to us, yeah, we've been to 100 combined college football games between the two of us. But all of them have been like in pads and in the rain and cold. <laughs> so this time, it's, it's going to be kind of surreal. I went to a couple um, BC games uh, visiting and I'm watching those games I'm like, Hey, this is a lot of fun up here. <laughs> you know, it's you know, it, it's it's fun being on the field and having people cheer for you. And when you, you know, having your teammates, when you get get a good block, you're like, oh, that's you know, this is this is way better than being up there. It is because it's fun to have that kind of support. You're playing a sport you love, but in the stands, you're like, hey, I don't have to listen to a coach up here. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't have to report to anybody. <laughs> I don't need to none of that. I'm not looking for blitzes. I'm having a good time. So that's what we're looking to get into. <laughs> right. And and when you're involved in a game and you're not necessarily playing in that game, you're just sitting there participating and listening to your coaches. You're getting warmed up. But here now that we're no longer playing, we can use this as an opportunity to meet more fans of the team um, that we're going to participate for. But, you know, the the one thing that I think with this too is that especially why the marker game I think is a really good pick is that there's going to be not an equal amount of fans, but there will probably be a good chunk of North Dakota state fans there as well. So we'll be, you know, well represented by, by both squads. Um, I can, we're going to have to have allegiance towards South Dakota state though. I, I would prefer to keep allegiance separate. Nope, just like not having it. You want us to show up in South Dakota state uh, attire or you, we no, can't go and interact with the North, North, North Dakota state people. We can't go. I'd show love with them. to. I want to, but for this specific game, South Dakota State and their fans said, hey, we want you. North Dakota State, a couple people, love to see them. They wanted us also. We're going to be tried and true yellow and blue at this game Mm, because they wanted us. But that does not mean – it means North Dakota State fans, please come up and say what's up. But for the most part, we'll be with the South Dakota State people. Yeah, that and hopefully, hopefully we don't start any turf wars because uh, the North Dakota State fans come over into the the South Dakota State fan territory. Are we gonna have to like? I don't know how this is gonna work out. There's gonna be a lot well, of planning. Yeah, we're gonna have we're, to do some planning. I don't want it to be us two just sitting like boobs in chairs, wondering what we're doing. <laughs> no one comes up to us. Nobody knows who well, we are. No one knows. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that'll be better. <laughs> 
Now, look, in all seriousness, though, the goal is here now that we've we've essentially determined the location for this. I would like some input from some fans. Uh, I don't know. I don't necessarily think we've had super vocal South Dakota State fans in the past in terms of sending us questions and um, you know DMs and stuff like that. It's mostly been, as we've said, JMU fans that do it. So going forward, after we make this announcement, and if you're listening to this episode, feel free to shoot Sean and I a DM on thoughts on where we should go. As as Sean said, places we should visit while we're out there. Uh, what bar we should go to before and after the game. All of that stuff is you know, super crucial for determining this trip because we want to make it as fun as possible. The other thing, too, that we, we also want to turn this into a tradition. We want every single year, we want to let you guys vote on where we end up. Hopefully, it's not South Dakota State every single year and we have some, uh, some fighting going on between some of the fans, but um, you know, that's ultimately the goal is that we want to make this something consistent that we can continually do. Yeah. Uh, so, Sean, you got any closing thoughts on that, or is now a good time that we should transition and start talking a little bit about uh, training camp because it's coming up? Uh, we'll have more details about this, obviously, in the future. So let's just head on into the camp stuff. All right, let's get into training camp. And as Sean said, make sure you stay tuned for any updates regarding that stuff because we will be providing some more updates uh, as that game gets closer. We've got a few months until that does come around. But as we've referenced, we have training camp coming up for college football. The NFL is in full pads. There's already fights going on, which is fantastic. Giants training camp, there was a there was a fight that already broke out. Jason Garrett was wearing a shirt that literally said fight on it, uh, which I thought was a fantastic un- unintentional bit. Um, but training camp fights are the best. And I, I guess we could touch on that in a second. But training camp is such an interesting time for college football. We have, you know, like, we, I'm trying to think of the way to, that I want to put this. Like, we, we've endured a lot of training camps, and we've also taken some time uh, to talk a little bit about them on some other shows. Not as much and as Zoe. Not as much as Zoe. Zoe's on He's his eighth his one. seventh camp. Seventh? Sure. That sounds about right. <laughs> How can you like football, college football that much? <laughs> it's physically impossible. He's... We don't need to go too much into that. So, but, Sean, I, I, I want to hear – I'm curious to hear from you. Your training camp was much different than mine. Is oh, this something that you missed? How come? Because my, you know why. I have less meetings. Say I have it. less contact. I'm getting hit yeah. less. I'm doing less during practice. You know why. How come? You say it. You say it for was a long the snapper. You say it for the new listeners. Because I was a long snapper. You know that. You're a damn good one, too. I'll give you that. Thank you. Okay, just just no sell my compliment. It's not a big deal. Okay. Sorry, so I miss training I, I'm, camp. I'm I'm getting bombarded with text messages from people I work with. Sorry, hey, thanks for being focused on the show here. Uh, I'm trying. I get texts in the corner of my screen. Sorry, go ahead. No, I don't miss it. Why would I? It's awful. It is hell. It just sucks. Day one, the drive up. Oh, you're in the car for eight hours getting up there. You're like, ah, oh, unpacking, meeting, 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 next day. A little light, you know, meetings, clerical stuff. Meeting. Then it's 30 days, and then you're annihilated. And it's just, it's awful. No one will say it's not awful, except for specialists. Uh, but the... Uh, <laughs> it's still bad for us. We're, we're sore in a different way. The, it, um, it's kind of like a pitcher's sore. It's like when you're getting during spring training and getting ready for... Like, because you were a pitcher in high school, you're not not necessarily the same level of preparation and lead up to a season um, as like the professional and college teams do. 
but How dare you know you? what it's like. No, because it's more time <laughs> no, to spend. No, no, I know. I was being facetious. Right. Um, but you know what? You, but you know what I'm saying? Where it's more like a pitcher's type of a sure. sore, where you're just constantly repping the same thing over and over again, and then you're just whatever body part of your body that you're continually using, it's just worn down at the end of each week. Yeah, that bot it will sometimes break down on you. Um, oh, shut up! I don't miss camp. I mi- I don't miss ninety percent of it. The ten percent where you're like, I'm with all my friends. You know, I'm with all my teammates, and they're all going through the same thing that I am. Miss that. But I was literally I'm driving around the other day. I'm thinking, what's this feeling that I have? Like, what do I? What am I feeling? You know, I, I'm like I feel almost apprehensive. I'm I'm like. Do I have something planned? What is the situation? Then I realized, oh no, this is late July, which means that your summer is over because I was conditioned for eight years with high school and college where summer ends late July and then it's here comes camp and here comes school. So it was kind of ingrained in me to feel that weird tenseness like, oh, I got to fit in so much fun in this last week. I got to do this. I still got to work out. Am I ready? Am I ready? Am I doing this? How am I on the on the lifting program? It was just, I'm, I'm just, look, thinking, I'm like, oh my God, I am so not as stressed out now in late July. I have an August, Joe. Last year, everybody had an August because of COVID. This year, camp's happening, but we have like August. I can't remember the last August that I've had in like a normal year. Yeah. It's kind of freaky. I guess I'll go fishing or something. I don't know. Because I'm like, I, you know what I don't miss about camp is seeing all your friends back home and they're still having summer and you're just like <laughs> sore and tired all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that. Um, what about you? Do you miss anything about camp? Well, so like you're bringing up the one interesting thing here with camp is that like all your buddies, and you were probably very you were very similar to me, where your friend group from high school that you used to hang out with when you came home, and that you still now largely hang out with, you were the only one that was playing college football pretty much. And only the, one playing it, a college sport, yeah, yeah. And the thing that was always super weird is that like talking with your friends, and they're making plans to go do stuff in August, and they're trying to make plans with you to go do stuff in August, like going to the shore. <laughs> or getting a lake house for a week, that kind of a thing. And you're just like, all right, you guys have fun. I have to go grind my ass off. And then like all you see from people that like they just finish up their internships and they're going and, you know, enjoying themselves for the remainder of the summer before they go back to school, which is basically just enjoying themselves for the whole fall semester. You're instead preparing a grind that, is the worst part during the summer and then finishes up all the way in November. So it's it's just so strange. Like that was one of the worst parts that I think it's just like I don't really get to have like a normal college summer. Do I regret that? No. I I liked the atmosphere. And I think that was that was what I actually miss. There is nothing that's going to be replicable in our lives to what that training those training camps were like, which is you wake up early, not too early, six, seven o'clock and you're Whoa, on a regimented schedule. Hours. Right. Six, seven o'clock. <laughs> what? Get done with meetings at, at like eight. <laughs> no, but my point is the thing that I miss is just being in that, that closed in environment where it's just it's all the guys that you're there playing with. It's all your boys, all your friends from school. 
that you're the closest with and you spend the most time with. You're just all locked into one building and you're just all you do is see each other the whole time. And I think the best parts was the downtime was when and I know that obviously I had more downtime than you did. But those periods of time when you were just messing around playing cards in the in the study rooms or you know, hearing what your the other guys in the team are doing because they're chasing around some of the other people on on the other teams, and and you're just playing Madden and Xbox and yelling at each other while you're you know sitting in a dorm room and stuff like that. And then our senior year, we were recording the podcast while we were in training camp. Yeah, that was insane. The um, what was I going to say? There was a weird my senior year, and I think my junior year, I really got the hold of camp where I realized I need to sleep. So because I'm I was a person who I didn't want the day to be over so I wouldn't just go home from the final meeting and go immediately to sleep. So I'd hang out a little bit, watch whatever show I was watching. And I'd be like, "Man, you got to go to sleep. You got to go to sleep." And then in the back of my mind I'm like, "I do not want to start the next day yet." So then with that, I devised the system of quickly getting to lunch. Get to lunch as soon as you can. And then finish your lunch as soon as you can. Go home and you'll get go to the dorm, you'll get an hour's worth of nap. And that's what kept me alive those last two years. Obviously, my senior year, arm blew up, and there was a completely <laughs> different type of camp experience for me. And, you know, I was sitting with a cortisone shot, you know, for two weeks. And I'm like, all right, am I coming back? What's going on? Is my arm healed? Is it not healed? This is all kind of sucky. Uh, and then it's just, but you got to manage your time. And that's what, that's what, camp also prepares you to do it's kind of like you get a crash course into becoming an adult and it's it's people telling you what to do when you have it it's scheduled down you know to the minute but you got to be somewhere on time if you don't you get horrendously punished uh (laughs) and then the whole team gets punished so it teaches you about accountability it teaches you about persevering through an awful time period (laughs) Mm. and it's still football so maybe we're making it sound a little dramatic Ah, but until you're in the I don't locker. I don't think I don't think most people that didn't play a college sport would be able to last through training. I mean there's a reason why most people quit after the first week. Most incoming walk-on freshmen, even scholarship freshmen quit after the first week because they can't do it. it you don't know fear until you have everybody in the w- weight room for afternoon lift except for one person. And if that one person is late, the whole team has up downs and it mm. ruins the day. You don't know fear waiting on that one person. And then you see him. You see him sprinting, sprinting down the hall, well, sprinting the, down the, the hill. The thing that people never really, people start to realize later is that if you're late to something, you just don't show up. That's what yeah. you're supposed to do. You don't come, just come to the next thing and tell them, hey, I messed up. Unless it's practice. Practice is a little different. Oh, yeah. I get there late. You do not miss a practice. No, you don't miss a practice. Do you have a favorite camp memory, a specific memory in camp? Camp memory? I'd have to think on that one. Do you have something that comes to mind immediately? I'd say the the catching punts, even though I did, uh, Asan booted it way over my head and I didn't get to catch it. That was fun. Let me think if I have any others. I know I have a lot of least favorite camp memories. I think my third practice or second practice in pads, I got put on my neck uh, by a a Nate Holmes long arm, and I couldn't believe that this was college football, and I was so 
light in the ass and I just got put down. I'm staring at the sky thinking, what are you doing? <laughs> get up, get up, get up. And Kennedy yelled, get up. And I'm like, oh shit. I'm, I'm, oh, there we go, Sean. Nice. First curse. <sighs> There's my first curse. Uh, probably not the only well that's that i got i got back into the football mindset i'm not a bride <laughs> i literally took myself out of broadcasting into camp <laughs> uh, yeah that was a worst for me favorite i mean there's a lot of favorites you know getting getting a, a successful two-minute drill done and then you uh and then you don't have to run sprints if you have a really clean two-minute drill at the end of camp and sometimes whenever coaches say no sprints just bring it in Oh my God, did that feel good? Just because you're like, wow. I'd say the first drink of camp <laughs> was pretty fun. <laughs> I mean, the first drink of water or beer? Oh, not alcohol, whatever you could find. <laughs> you know, if you had, if you saw, oh my God, we have an off day and this is how it's going to work out. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I, I, I have an escape for eight hours. <laughs> I, I can't think of I'd have to dig and think of like specific examples but I I would say some of the th- the best days that I remember were the ones where we had the whole next day off mm-hmm. and you basically had like you said 8 hours left in the day and nothing to do and that almost always meant for I think you and I typically did this uh finding some sort of drink typically a rack of beer and usually just chilling and in the dorm room and hoping nobody came knocking on your door asking what you're doing because one you don't want to give away beer and two you don't want to coach asking where'd you get that right um i'd say when you get your keys back that's a big that's a big deal getting your keys back because that means i can drive to the top of campus and get a gatorade i I, you know i can do this because then you're like oh when you get your keys back you know you, you you've you see the light at the end of the tunnel. You're like, all right, cool. Right. Another week of this, another scrimmage. Um, you know, you're like, okay. Then we just go on to regular practices. And then you're like, okay, we got to, we're going to go play this game. And then we're going to have another week of camp after that because students aren't back on campus yet. <laughs> I, I think that that's one concept that a lot of people just never understood that didn't play football or just outside of it. You know, like Even for the other sports too that were in the same dorm room as us is that we weren't allowed to leave campus. Yeah. All the other, most of the other sports were given their keys and they were allowed to go places. Some of them would go to the beach and stuff like that. Like they would go goof around and we weren't allowed to leave. And I remember my uh, narcissist ex-girlfriend like would, could not understand that concept. Like, why can't you yeah. see me? Three years. Why can't you see me? Uh, we've been over this before. I'm not allowed to leave. I've got meetings the whole day. I've got things I have to get done. I you know I remember that that concept for me was always really interesting because like so many people outside the program were just like what do you mean you can't go anywhere what do you mean they took your car keys yeah that I got uh, dumped in camp uh, junior year started <laughs> started camp got my ass dumped and I'm like I'm like okay I guess I will just go through camp now without a pretty close support system <laughs> and then so that goes to the last point here of. Of, well, I didn't get to know, share my. I didn't get to share my stories, oh, though. We, you, you what's your story? Over. You didn't well, no, have any. You I, said I had. A, I was. Think, you're I was going to think, and you, you didn't give me. A, you didn't give me a second. So you know the the couple that come to mind. One of them, um, my freshman year when sitting I sitting down belong, on the field. No, my my freshman year, I I didn't really belong getting onto the field much. I was yeah. 
far lighter in the ass than you were. I was a lot smaller. I physically was just not a very good athlete. Never have I ever been. And I got thrown into, per the suggestion of Donnie Smith, into uh, tackling drills with the linebackers. Oh, yes. And that wasn't that bad because, like, I've been hit before. Uh, but I forget who it was. But, like, whenever you've gotten – you probably don't know what this is like because you're so big. But for anyone who's ever gotten tackled just at a wrong angle and you land a little weird, the hit doesn't hurt. It's the landing part that usually hurts. And I remember yeah. I thought that my, my shoulder popped out. Or actually, my shoulder did pop out. Luckily, nothing bad happened. But I remember that. That was the first time I got hit hit. And I was like, oh, this is this is football. This is not you know Melbourne High School football where I was playing in, in New Jersey. This is I just got knocked by a, an FCS linebacker. I remember feeling my teeth, teeth shift for the first time after getting hit. Oh, God. I'm like, oh, that's a new feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I had another one, but I, you completely railroaded me, so I forgot. So you're asking, you want to know what is advice that we would give to current guys in camp? Uh, no, it's advice because I don't know how many current players uh, uh, listen. Uh, for them, just keep going. That's the advice. Get your sleep. Prioritize hydration. Uh, don't drink any juice or soda. Uh, but this is for the people that know people in camp. This is for people... Who might have kids in camp or people who just are fans of the athletes in camp. Mm-hmm. They're not going to talk to you. The athletes don't have time to talk to you. They're, we're never on our phones. We don't have our phones. Uh, at night, we're normally asleep and we're in meetings. So communication during this month, none of it really. So you got to be able to be like, okay, you can do a couple check-ins. But for the most part, you got to accept the fact that everyone's going to be a little bit grumpy. <laughs> everyone's going to be tired. So if you want to have a 45-minute conversation about a, a party that you went to or, you know, what's going on at home, you got to understand that's that's like gold. That 45 minutes is like gold that you're taking away from an athlete yeah. <laughs> during camp. So just try to understand it's going to be a little tough for some of the people. <laughs> right. That's a, con- that, that's a concept, though, that I think is certainly important is it's it's difficult. It's grueling. I, I think the bigger thing, too, as you mentioned, guys that are going to their first training camp and the guys that are currently going getting back into it, what you eat and what you drink is probably the most important thing. If you don't put the right things in your body, you're going to feel like crap. And you're probably going to get hurt. That's something that I think a lot of guys never figured out. Um, how good were your folks? Or your, how good was your with with uh, communication during camp? Because my dad did the training camp bit. I think he did it for five years, so he knew mm-hmm. what it was like. So he was very good with that stuff. How was your pops with it? Uh, my dad didn't. I would just check in with him like once a week. That was pretty oh, much that's it. Good. That was about it. Yeah, that's about what I do now. We, right, well, I guess we we knew who the one was that was bugging me constantly. We don't need to go into that. <laughs> well, I guess good luck to everybody going into camp, right? Yeah, good good luck to everybody. This is an exciting time. We've got FCS football right around the corner. Uh, you know, we're going to continue to provide coverage on that. And I thought today was just more of a fun discussion, just sharing our war stories and what was it, what it was like for us, as this is going to be the first normal training camp for a couple of years now. We'll actually get to see these guys experience a normal training camp, and they're going to get thrown into the fire 
wishing them all the best of luck. We'll probably do a couple more preview episodes, doing some more positional thoughts on some guys that you you need to know about. But once the season starts, we're going to be rolling. We're going to be going 100 miles per hour. Uh, As much as that we are capable of doing, we'll figure out that schedule, work that out based on when we're both the most available. But um, I think that's a good good note to end us off on. Sean, you got anything? Uh, Excited to see all the good people out there in Brookings, South Dakota. Yes. Uh, I guess first beer is on you. What do you mean it's on me? The li- the, no, the fans, not us. Oh. We're the talent. <laughs> His buy- <laughs> Who's going to offer to buy us? I thought the most polite thing ever was that there were a couple people from Idaho. Someone had offered to make us brisket. And they all, like that was that was the nicest what? thing that I've ever- Yeah, someone offered to make us brisket in Idaho. Brookings, South Dakota, we'll get to you next year. Joe, let's get to Idaho. All right, <laughs> just we <get> for the <laughs> brisket. We were also offered by the well. It's not an offering because it's something that they do standard at the the club, whatever they they call it, the the club in uh, in Idaho, which it provides transportation to and from the game. Mm. Uh, we won't be afforded that in Brookings uh, unless somebody's willing to drive us. That would be nice. Gonna need somebody. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure All there's right, plenty of Ubers or tractors that could take us around. <laughs> Jesus. You All right, can't folks, make thanks. a presumption. Uh, what, what, okay. All right. <laughs> thanks for tuning in, folks. Thanks for listening to our 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 uh, our conversations today. 